Hi guys and welcome to episode 8, it's 8 isn't it? Yeah it's 8, 8 of the uh, the Rock Zone podcast. Um, we're actually in live in person this week, believe it or not. So uh, we're, what, where are we? Southwest London, it's a beautiful sunny day, it's been a beautiful sunny weekend actually, a lot of sport mm. involved. Um, the two guys in the room as ever are Max and Tom, do you want to say hi guys? Hello everyone, hope you're doing well. Ben, Max, how are you doing? Hello everyone, hope you're doing well. How are you doing, Max? <laughs> I'm doing better than you, Ben. Yeah, I'm I'm in a little bit of a hole right now. I've, I've kind of packed my weekend full of sport, but also full of drinking after the sport. And I think the mm, thing that's really damn. hurt me has been the lack of sleep. But uh, yesterday I played uh, beach volleyball, you came as well. We... Uh, Went down yeah. to bars, played the yeah, Olympic we did. Well, we actually created a new Olympic discipline, which is volley frizz or frizz vol- volley. Vol- Frisball. 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 Yeah. Well, there's no ball involved, so that might be a bit. Anyway, so it's frisbee <laughs> played on a beach volleyball court, and it's an amazing game. Yeah, same rules as beach volleyball. I think what we're going to try and do is pack it out, maybe even uh, start our own sort of league. I don't know. Uh, that's probably getting ahead of ourselves. But that was really fun. So yeah, we spent four hours in the sun yesterday, and my neck is killing me now because of it. Um, mm. Not sunburn. I just think don't think I stretched enough. I'm probably using different muscles that I don't usually use. Welcome to the Athletic Podcast, where we <laughs> feel... Tired, sunburnt, and grumpy because we did four hours of sport. <laughs> exactly. And I think, uh, speaking of all the sport that we've been packing in before that, um, on Friday, we actually went and did a PFT, and that is the topic of this week's episode. Um, so we're actually, uh, well, we went down to Clapham Junction, uh, down to Fitness First, and basically did a PFT in a gym, uh, very standard gym, uh, one that isn't specifically dedicated to, to CrossFit or anything like that. So we had to make some affordances in terms of, uh, like the wall balls became air balls, for example, but it was all about sort of dynamically adapting it and just getting one, one done. So today, what we're going to be talking about is really... What is a PFT? How do you use it? How do you work into your training? And how can you cut time down in it? Mm. So there's a lot of stuff to unpack. Um, where should we start, Tom? Well, I have some questions off the back of um, the suggestion which you guys came to me with for doing a PFT-based episode today. My first question, actually, because I know we've spoken about it before, but it's probably worth doing a quick reminder to our listeners. What is a PFT? Um, what does it consist of? And yeah, who wants to take that? Well, that's actually a contentious issue in itself. Because <laughs> okay, Max is taking this one. I, I was I I told Ben afterwards that between the two of us, we must have done like thirty odd PFTs, and as it turns out, I've got the order wrong and have done every single time I've done it <laughs> myself. So the correct order is a one k run, fifty burpee broad jumps over a one meter distance. Then it's 100 lunges. Then it's a 1K row. 30 hand release push-ups followed by 100 wall balls on either 6 kilograms if you're a man or 4 kilograms if you're a woman. I 
did the lunges in the row the wrong way around. Yeah, wild. And like you, you were saying yesterday that uh, or Friday even that the um, that your legs felt like they had more stress in them because you were doing the lunges before yeah, the row. Certainly, certainly. So mm. I actually felt my legs on the rower um, in a way that I probably haven't haven't felt before because I've never done a hundred lunges and then gone straight into mm. a rower. So it was different. It was definitely different. Mm. And I don't think either of our times were what we would have liked perhaps. Mm. I mean, it was after the back of a long week and it was fucking hot in the gym, actually. Um, mm. Everyone's struggling with the rising energy prices, <laughs> uh, gyms included. Um, but uh, I'm not sure if, if, if that might also have been because I, I wasn't used mm. to that format. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I mean we did it at the end of a end of a long day, like we've both been working as well, and I suppose energy levels play into the time that you get. And it's worth saying that you have got official times when you've done it at a sanctioned high rocks event um, when they do have the correct order in place. Um, I think mm. the, the yeah, there's a there's a global leaderboard for it as yeah. well. Actually, I think yeah, the the PFTs in general though, I, I just I find it great as a as something in my arsenal. Um, like a workout in my toolbox that I can draw on when I only have half an hour or so yeah. to, to, to work out. And I want to get that same level of, um, level of fatigue that comes with a workout where you feel like you've accomplished something. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was good to do it. So I'm curious to dive into the, I guess, what makes a PFT useful mm. aspect because it, the PFT tour is the thing that Hyrox does before they are leading up to a big event. So what makes like a PFT workout a good, I guess, example workout if you're training or preparing? Like, why is it a useful thing um, to, 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 to do? I would think it's useful because it, one, contains a lot of the workouts that you'd actually be doing mm. in part in its entirety. So you are going to be doing exactly a 1K row and exactly 100 warbles. Um, the other exercises, which, you know, you can't measure completely accurately, whether that's going to be more or less, but burpees are in there um, and lunges are in there. So you're definitely doing both of those exercises as well. Um, you've got a 1K run. Unfortunately, you need to do seven more of those Ks in the, in the real event, mm -hmm. right? But um, that's that's really good. So you're you're practicing all of the, the main movements and exercises that you would be doing in the actual event. But I think more importantly, it's, it's that idea of pushing through that fatigue barrier and actually mm -hmm. starting to build up your engine. And this word engine gets used quite a lot in, in High Rocks. And mm -hmm. I think it's, it's quite an accurate like depiction of, of what it, requires or what a high rocks athlete is kind of built of you need to be able to turn that mental state of mind off that it's too hard and it's too annoying all of this no you've got a big engine mm. and you're just gonna brum, 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 keep going through all of it yeah it's, it's interesting i think the like working in that fatigue zone is something that you need to prepare for with the high rocks or at least anticipate and when i first got mm. into doing a pft that was my biggest hang-up i was so nervous about running my engine at that high speed that i think my first one was like 32 minutes or so um yeah, yeah and that was down in putney and i was taking the run at like five and a half minutes and i was there because beforehand everyone was like, oh yeah use the run as like a warm-up don't don't overdo it because you'll be tired for the burpees sort of thing and now my like my personal best is at like twenty three minutes uh, forty or yeah, something. Yeah, so yeah. like I've cut a load of time off. But I think 
the thing that helped me with that was just knowing what I was going into. So like mm. one of it is about like getting your motor like used to running at that speed, but also like allowing your brain to plan for the exercises to come. And you mentioned like what is a PFT like useful for, like how do you use it? I think there's almost two levels of it. There's like one that you use at home yourself, like when you're like, okay, I'm going to do one of these to, for me to personally gauge my fitness. And then there's another one when you do it at a gym event, like at mm. a gym tour. And that's really where you get the better times because you've got that atmosphere that High Rocks is known for. Mm. Um, so for me, it's I'm seeing the PFTs as a way to like, like I said, something in my toolbox to use when I haven't got a lot of time, but also trying to get it up to scratch so that when I come to a, a proper PFT event, you're going to smash it. Yeah, I can feel proud. Yeah. So then in terms of smashing it, what is what? Because I know the High Rocks tours have like awards. So if you do an officially sanctioned PFT event, you might get a gold medal, you'll get a silver medal, or like a bronze medal. You get these little, these little like sewn on badges, which are quite nice. The to same have, you get for completing an actual High Rocks, actually. Yeah, yeah. Similar to that. So then what kind of discussing what a good time looks like mm. and what you could expect to try and achieve. Um, you said 32 minutes, Ben, was mm. your first time round. And I think that's totally understandable given anyone mm. who's like first, first, like new to, to this sort of like working out routine. Would it be worth me reading out what a gold, silver, yeah, bronze time um, equates to? Okay, so if you get your PFT time in 22 minutes or less, then that is a gold medal. Hats off to you. Round of applause. If you get it in 26 minutes or less, or just under 26 minutes, you get a silver medal. So I guess if you're 25 minutes, Woo. 25, 59 seconds. Mm. And if you are 26 minutes or above, then you're a bronze. Mm. So, lads, have any of you got gold? Personally, no. I know a lot of people that do, and well done to them. But it's it's about... <laughs> <laughs> it's about, like... like I wasn't embarrassed. It was it was the fact that I'd like turn turned up, showed up, done my exercise, and I felt proud because like everyone around there is so positive in their mindset in the community that it it's not about like winners, losers, mm. classifying into gold medals and all this. It is about your competition with yourself. And like that gauge is a really good way to like evaluate how or what division you should be in. But at the end of the day, like we, we often talk about it. You're, you're here for yourself. Like This High Rocks is a way to keep your fitness on track and keep it targeted towards a goal mm. and gives me more staying power in the gym. Like uh, Historically, I'd always sort of end like my workouts in sort of like three or four months. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go drinking for a month or two now and mm. not be as involved. Well, the, in the proof is in the pudding really, isn't it? Mm. You started on 32 and now you've got, you flipped those numbers around and now you're on 23. Yeah. So yeah. you have backed up exactly what you've said there. God, that makes me feel really good that you point out that I've flipped the numbers. That's nine minutes you've shaved. That's like a, yeah. almost 50%, less than 50%. That's yeah. a pretty solid improvement. So so the PFT tour is designed, I remember we watched the video, someone, one of the High Rocks um, crew was saying that it's a good way to understand perhaps what division you should enter. What do you think to that, Max? Well, yes and no. Of course, the, the faster you complete it, the more fit you are and therefore the more suited you are to move into the more challenging division. So let's say, for instance, you might start on the relay or on the doubles. I think doubles is quite a common thing to, to enter with, right? Yeah. Unless you're Ben, you just <clears throat> go 
single <laughs> straight up I thought that's what people do I you, <laughs> you know what there's no right or wrong there's no yeah. right or wrong there really isn't but um, you know it, it certainly is easier if you're doing it as a doubles right mm. that's you're sharing the work so um, you might use that as a gauge to say right I've got a gold medal or something so I might move up um, but I did see that they recommend or High Rocks recommend something based on the medals that you've got. And they say that a gold medal time, you should be looking at doing the pro division. Really? Um, and just for reference, perhaps I started on something 28 minutes. So very close to, to Ben. Um, when I did my first PFT, um, it was just a matter of getting it done. Those, those burpees killed me as well as the warbles. It's so tough. Um, and that's also why you get a bronze medal just for completing it because you know you've still done a workout you might have done yeah. it a bit slower but you've done all of the repage you've done all of the, mm, the, the miles that are associated with it so that doesn't take away from the fact that you've still done all of that work excellent so I've now got down and I think I mentioned this in one of the earlier pods my best time is 2020 yeah. so that's that's now just the, the gold medal which is quite pleasing I don't feel confident enough mm. to do that pro weight. Mm. I'll be honest. Mm. I, f- I think that sounds a bit too daunting. And this is coming from someone who's done five high rocks races now. And as stands, I, d- I think I could do it, but it's mm. still a little bit daunting. And I also know how much of a accomplishment um, doing the open division is. So I would say it's not as clear cut because mm. ultimately a high rocks can only mm. be replicated by doing a high rocks. What is the daunting thing for you? What is it the weight increase? Well, yeah, I think that that's the main thing, right? So it's still only 8k only, 8k of running and the um, exercise distance, they all stay the same, right? Mm-hmm. So it's still only a k on the, both the rowers and you're still only burpeeing 80 meters. Um, but the the weight just increases substantially. Mm-hmm. And that that does sound quite daunting. And I will... And don't forget the extra weight on the warbles. Exactly, exactly. I, I, I will at one point do the pro division because I, I feel like that'd be a really nice thing yeah, on my yeah. resume to say I've done I've done everything. Well, not the relay yet, but... We're waiting for Tom to need to get back for that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I I do want that for myself, but at the minute it still sounds a bit daunting. So mm. if, 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 any, if that, you know, resonates with anyone, perhaps, mm. yeah. I think interestingly, like the thing with the PFT for me is that I like that it's rep based and that you're working, you have like a finite amount of things you have to do and get through. Like historically, I did a lot of uh, like hit workouts that were based on time. Like for 45 seconds, you're doing like mm. mountain climbers. And like you always find that you sort of end up cheating the last like four or five seconds when you're like, oh, the time is there. Yeah, cool. I'm going to stop that. I can't get another rep in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just stop now. Yeah. Yeah. So that for me is why I like the PFT. But maybe we should we should mm. turn our attention to like how like our journeys are through PFTs. They've obviously got a bit quicker over the, over the days. Like, how have we managed to do that? Like, yes. do you have any tips or? Um, techniques that you think are sort of straight off the cuff come to mind Max? Yes glad you asked it's like we had this planned um (laughs) the biggest 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 improvement point is burpees they take up a significant amount of time doing 50 burpees even the quickest athletes will take a a certain amount of time to do that so if you compare that to like the 30 hand release push-ups you 
breeze through those compared to the, the burpees, right? Um, so the right technique, I'm going to say, or the technique that I use is stepping up to the plate or the line that you use to demark the one meter um, zone that you jump over. So as opposed to jumping up to it, you're stepping up to it. And that's there's, there's two reasons why that's really important. The first is that by stepping up, you get your feet much, much, much closer to your hands that are next to the line. So you've got less of a distance to jump, right? If my feet are, let's say, a foot further back, well, that means I'm jumping a foot Less, in yeah. essence, if I'm stepping up. Less energy, less getting more tired. Well, less energy is the next point, actually. So that's a point in itself. Stepping up is a lot easier than jumping up. Mm. It's it's a more relaxed movement. And you can combine that by then stepping up and going straight into a jump as well. So that's like a, a third added bonus point. Um, I guess you could do that by jumping up as well. But what I'm talking about is you're stepping up. And as you're stepping up, you're using your other foot, you're placing it next to it, and then you're jumping in one smooth momentum. Mm. So you're not losing any momentum. Yeah, I think the other thing that really helped me when I came to the actual event as well was the idea of trying to keep my center of mass as low as possible. And so not trying to put any energy into going vertical at all. So when you come from your burpee and you jump forward, you're almost like a little frog. You're sort of like leaping (laughs) along um, and making sure that your energy isn't going up, but it's going forward. Um, which means when you land, you're obviously close to the ground, like all those sorts of things. So I think the burpees is like one that uh, you can really save some time on. And for me, I find like trying to reduce my amount of breaks that I have in that. Like I'll I'll do my mental game with doing like the warbles with the burpees is like I like to sort of like I'll shoot for 20 and then I'm like, okay, I'm at 20. If I go 25, I've only got like that takes like the the bite out of the next section I have to do. And then before you know it, you're like, You've like, oh, I've only got 30 to do left now. So like, I'll just, I'll just I'm already into out. it. Yeah. On that point, actually, now that you've brought it up, my trick on mental, I, I think we should have a whole episode dedicated to this really, to be honest. Um, but when it comes to the PFT, certainly I like to do mental arithmetic in my head. Um, <laughs> only time you'll explain, ever, explain. only time you'll ever hear me say that, but um obviously when you're in the pain cave when you're in the danger zone and you're repping it out um your mind will naturally gravitate towards what's hurting you and that's your whole body right um but mental arithmetic is so mentally challenging especially when you're doing something else that what i try and do is convert the reps i've done into the percentage i've completed i do the same to explain, I will have done five burpees out of 50. Yeah. Well, that's 10% done. Yeah, that okay, might be an okay. easier one. Yeah. But if I do something like mm. uh, 35, well, that, right now it seems quite intuitive that that's 70%. But when you're doing a burpee, you're still trying mm. to think. Before before you know it, you've already done two extra ones. Mm. Oh, shit, now I'm at 37. What's yeah. that percentage-wise? And then before you've done that, oh, I'm now at 40. Oh, sweet, I know, that's yeah. 80%. Oh, I've got 80%. Oh, I'm basically there. Yeah, it's that scaling factor. You're almost using the maths to work into your favor. Of 100%. Like, trying 100%. to like, get to something that... like A lot of people understand percentages because... like. 
human brains are sort of geared towards to understanding like a full glass of water nice versus a round half glass number, of water. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of using the maths there to sort of egg you on a little bit. So you're like, oh, I'm actually doing better and quicker than I think. And, and on that, it works in different ways. So Ben, for instance, might say, I like counting down and saying, I like to know how much percentage mm. I have left. So when I hear 20%, I'm like, yeah, I only have yeah. 20%. I like going up. So you can choose whichever way it works out for you best. But just playing some yeah. kind of games with yourself. And like Ben said, putting it in a positive spin. Yeah. Mm. So- I, I gear it. I go like on my way up to like the halfway point. I'm like, okay, that's my percentage increase. And then I'm like, okay, now I transition to how many reps have I got left? And then I'm counting them down. So I'm kind of trying to play both mental games, yeah. which is fun. Um, yeah, you, you know, that's an interesting one. I've never heard of that. So do you I like don't know if I'm going to try it? <laughs> I don't mind maths, but um, I've not ever thought to convert my reps left into a percentage. So um, I don't know if you guys are an anomaly. If anybody else does that that's listening, do chime in because I've never heard that before. Yeah, if you've got an Excel um, sheet and uh, yeah. <laughs> filling that out on the fly, then <laughs> God. Well, I've got, I've got, because I've obviously done a fair few PFTs in my time. Obviously, mm. I haven't done any recently, but from what I can remember, my pieces of advice to getting a better time which i'd uncovered one was breathing breathing technique so when you're i found that when i'm um for example doing the rower machine or if i'm doing a burpee when i go down on a burpee i'll breathe in and when i explode up i'll breathe out and i won't break my breathing pattern the whole time i'll keep that breathing pattern and really like work myself into a routine where it just fit i just get that consistency then and i found that actually that's helped me get like all 50 burpees done in one go big um same say same with rowing though it's like i'll x I'll, i'll i'll inhale as i get as i kind of get ready and lean in and then as i um do the actual row itself and pull back that's when i'll Sorry, that's when I'll exhale and I'll inhale when I'm coming back in. Mm. And just like using that exhalation of my breath to like push through the, mm. the, the exercise mm. that I'm doing. So the breathing is a big thing for me. Sounds like you're finding solace in rhythm. Like you're actually mm. sort of like <clears throat> trying to put your body in tune with your breathing and sort of you're tailoring like where your body is in a physical position to what your breath is. And I think mm. rhythm is something that carries throughout the whole PFT event. Like if you can find, oh, yeah, yeah, you oh, can find your rhythm and just sort of have your consistent breathing. Like it sounds stupid, but remembering to breathe deeply. Yeah, no, like, like, yeah. Sure. People like get into a space where they're like short, sharp breaths because they're like, I just need oxygen to get recovered. And it's like, no, like look after that. Like actually hit your momentum. Be like still in your mind about it because mm. at the end of the day, like you push your body, but it it is a mental game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially because it's only for anywhere between what like eighteen to thirty four minutes, something in that range. That's that's short. So I'm happy you didn't put thirty two and say I was the last. No, no. (laughs) I think there's people that go. I think there's people that have beaten eighteen minutes as well, which is savage. Um, So speaking of rhythm, actually, and going back to exercise hacks, if you want to call it, um, warbles. I know I'm not alone with this. uh, The thing that kill me most um, Mm. in the in the PFT. So that hundred warbles at the end of a fairly, you know, challenging sprint of exercises beforehand is, is really hard. And I think rhythm is super, super, super important for warbles. So not so certainly 
when it comes to actually going up and down and repping it out, but more so when you're then putting the ball down, because unless you're Ben's mate Tom, no one's doing a hundred in one (laughs) go. When you're putting it down, it's being deliberate and disciplined and saying, Mm. I'm giving myself five deep breaths or however many you want, um, deciding on that. And knowing after those five, I'm picking it back yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing, I'm setting myself a certain amount of reps that I'm doing. Um, I find 15 helps. Mm. Some people like doing as many as they can before uh, they need to rest for the first time. So like repping out 50 and then going 10, 10, 10, mm. 10, 10. Um, for those of you that don't know that there's five tens in the next 50. Um, <laughs> uh, but certainly being, being disciplined with it. Mm. So, it's just carrying that rhythm into your rest, effectively. It's Correct, like, yeah. You, you don't want to end up breaking your rhythm even though your body's not moving. Mm. Like, you just want to keep... It's like the engine. Like, an engine doesn't stop. An engine keeps ticking over. It's still moving. It's still, like... Well, exactly what I say moving. It's still running. So, mm. it's one of those things. And if we, like, start to look at, like, how you cut that time down, if you try and take that rhythm into your transition times as well, like, having the equipment ready to go is probably the hardest thing when you're doing it in a non, like sanctioned event mm. I feel like I've, I've had occasions where I've been trying to like oh right I'm off into the rowing machine now bugger someone's just sat down on it yeah. so whereas if you were in the actual event you'd go as far as have people strap you in and out of yeah. a row yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're wasting no time whatsoever yeah. mm. but I think it's really important that me and Ben actually did it in what I'd say is a pretty bog average gym in terms of the equipment availability in the wild Correct, the wild west of non-High Rocks affiliate gyms. Um, <laughs> so there was a little bit of transition time loss, if you mm. want to call it that. So I was burpeeing very close to the entrance point. So every now and then I'd have to like go sideways or wait a second because someone wanted to cross. Yeah. Um, and as mentioned at the beginning, we didn't actually have a wall to, mm. to ball against. Um, but it still worked fine. Mm. It still worked fine. I came out of that still lying on the floor doing a little sweat angel yeah, yeah, like yeah. I normally do. Um, and it was great. Yeah, I think that like trying to line up the equipment is is a real hard one to nail when you're, you're just either looking after yourself, your own sort of training. One of the things that it's a, a hack if you can get it right, if you can time it, is if you're about to um, embark on a PFT, See if you can line up the equipment. Um, like we pulled down mats, and we put them on the side, mm. so we reduced that time of having to grab one. Like I went over to the rower and I adjusted the foot positioning size to my shoe size ahead of that. So I was like, that's the rower I'm targeting if I can get onto it. So I'm pushing through to hit that rower on time. So I'm saving those like 20 seconds of me adjusting straps and things. It's like super small little things like that and just mm. being conscious of uh, like- Efficiency gains. Yeah. Another good tip on that front actually, when you're laying out your mat or your wall ball, because that tends to be further away from, say, your treadmill or your rower, use your gym key to demark that that is still equipment that you're using. Because I've had that a few times before. You lay it all out and then yeah. you get to it and someone's been like, oh, a free mat. <laughs> and they, they take it. So use a towel, use your gym key, your locker key, use your phone, use your AirPods case, whatever, mm. kind of mark your territory. Mm. You, you wouldn't shouldn't feel bad. It's only... 20 to 30 minutes that you're actually occupying mm. 
that space, right? Yeah. But and that's that's another little tip. Yeah, there's like there's being mindful in the gym, and then there's realizing that you actually pay for this service, and you should be using it how you want to train. Mm. And there's like you have to be honest with yourself at the end of the day. Like I'm here not to try and please everyone. I'm here to try and please myself in life, uh, and that's a very like wow metaphor- metaphorical thing, which is, <laughs> I should really unpack. That sounds deep, myself. but. Um, uh, not in that way, Tom. Uh, <laughs> the, um, one of the things that I struggled with when I first did PFT was knowing how to gauge the speed of the run. Mm. Um, and going into that, like I remember, um, who is it? Um, someone at the, at the high Rocks team was saying like, oh yeah, use your runs as rest and exercise. And I think that's true in the main event. But in a PFT, it's about sort of like, it's another thing to get through. And it does help you warm up. And I wouldn't say like overexert yourself, but at the moment it's like with a PFT, it's really good if, it's great if you run outside, but it's also great if you run on a treadmill because you can then put your pace in and, yeah. and measure that quite quickly, like quite easily. So I'm targeting like a four and a half minute kilometer in my PFTs. And would you say that's like 80% capacity for you, 90, for, 70? For, for me, it's probably around the 97. Like really? I, I am... I'm 97 not, percent. Yeah, but I like the numbers today. <laughs> um, I mean, last episode was it's like number seven. It's sprinting these 1K runs. Well, it's, not, it's not a sprint. It's just like, I'm, I'm a tall guy. I, I, I can run. I, I enjoy running, but I'm... I'm just not there in in the sense that I could easily do a 5k at that pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so um, you should be running for. I, I'd agree. I think you should be running at like. To be fair, it's only one kilometer, so probably whatever your max 5k pace would be, yeah. or a bit above. If you can push it, if you can push that, then you yeah. should try that. My 5k pace is is around like the four minute 48 sort of seconds, and yeah. then that's like I feel like I've done, I've enjoyed that, I've done that well. Like mm. I don't feel like I've skimped out on it. So if it's only for one kilometer, I'm like right. Um, like it's one and done and that's another thing, yeah. tip in the in the in the exercises is like you think about these war these warbles or these burpees you go like after this i don't have to do any more of these i'm not coming back to yeah. this exercise finish it off sign it off and start the last off. fucking burpee i'm going to do today the last warble i'm going to do today that kind of attitude yeah. i remember saying that to you max on the first on the first couple of pts we ever did i was like just got it in my head whenever because you obviously support the person that's doing it like who you normally do it in pairs and i was like max this is the last fucking wall ball you're gonna to do today. Just smash it out, and it, it works if you get somebody in your ear as well. I, think that's I was gonna say the exact same thing. The yeah, final just, thing that just, I would say is just have if you're there doing it with other people, just try and have somebody there that's gonna just like boost you on for that last extra bit because that definitely is your five ten percent extra. It's the people around you that help push you on, even if they think you're annoying, which. More often than not is the case when someone's telling you, right, you've got five breaths and then you're picking the ball up again and then you're going again. You're like, shut up. I need another break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Deep. Do you want to unpack that? <laughs> uh, no, no. It is super, super important. Even if they're annoying you, that's just an extra piece of motivation mm. to get done. Mm. And you know, you know, yeah. you know, they're coming at that at you with, with love, um, but it can be super frustrating, man. Mm. Where, or when Tom counts my reps wrong. Tom is the worst counter of reps. Am I? Yes. Confirmed by Hyrox.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's probably a photo somewhere. Yeah. Well, considering I've done most of your rep counting and most of your support in your PFTs, I feel like I'm the person that you're angling all this at. <laughs> so, um, group, yeah. group tough love. Section. Tough love. Well, it feels as though we've kind of hit a crescendo. In our PFT work. Oh, Ben wants to say something. I just wanted to touch on one of the final exercises that I think I can save time on, if that's all right, which is the lunges. 
Um, we didn't even touch on the lunges. Yeah. yeah. I see, so the lunges for me, like I, my thought was like, okay, it's a forward lunge. I'm going down. I'm not putting any support on my knees, like in terms of putting my hands on them to push me back up. And I'm effectively almost touching the, the mat with my knee that's descending. Um, but when I did the workout with you on Friday, Max, I saw your technique was dropping it backwards and using your hands on your knees to help you get up quicker. That's true. We were actually going to finish this podcast way too prematurely. Lunges. Yes. That's another thing me and Ben disagreed on. Mm. Not disagreed on, but had different approaches to yeah. So Ben thought it was forward lunging and I was convinced it's backward lunges. I think it's a contentious topic. I think last season it was backwards lunges was totally fine. I think this season they may be, for the PFTs, having a more strict approach to it's going to be forward lunges. I think that might be the case. Interesting. But we'll, can... We'll, we'll, we, can, we can confirm or deny later. Because like, the difference between the two, I would say, is that... like a It's back... a minute. Well, yeah, it's a yeah. big difference. Is it? I think it's a big difference. A backwards lunge is way than yeah. easier. Yeah, yeah and I it also so. like, helps your knees as well. Like yeah. Your yeah. forward lunge, you're putting all that load into that front knee. Yeah. Whereas the, the rear one, you've already preloaded. You're not like, if you think of your force curve, it's like it's already there, like there's some force in it and then it accelerates. Okay. Whereas if you're lunging forwards, it's like a spike. So it's like spike and then down. Yeah. So I think that's an area where like, if they do push for that, if they do push for like it's forward lunges, then win a winner chicken dinner, I'm already practicing them. But Max, you've got another adjustment to oh, your PFT. Fine, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, the other thing that you've not mentioned yet is that I use my hands to support myself. Yes, yeah, I, I touched on that. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, I just said, like, the hand support. Like, what's your take? Do you find it easier to help push it up? Like, do you think it's legit? 100%. Oh, yeah. uh, well, I, do, I, I hope it's legit. Otherwise, my, my PB of 2020 is complete bollocks. Um, so I lunge backwards, as we established, um, and the leg that stays forward, I use both my hands and press or rest myself on it on the way down and then help push myself back up. Mm. Um, I saw people doing that at the PFTs. Mm. That's, I didn't come up with that myself. I don't think I would have. Um, I saw other people doing it and was like, that looks cool. I'm going to try that. And the reason I do it is because it, it distributes the load mm. across my body. If you've, Even if it's like 5% that I'm pushing yeah, yeah. my weight up with my hands... That's five percent less on my on my legs. Yeah, it's the same with like when you see people like walking through the Cotswolds and they have those little sticks. Like apparently that takes loads of weight off it? your knees, like thirty or forty percent or something oh. stupid. Wow. Um, so it's actually a lot better on the joints. You still look like a bit of a nerd though. So. Yeah, a Pokemon catcher. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, I think the, um, the the best thing that we actually have sort of accidentally touched on here is the fact that. Like the best way I would say to improve your PFT is to train with other people doing PFTs and mm. have these conversations, have mm. these conversations about like, oh, I see you do these techniques. Do you find that makes it easier? Oh yeah, I do. Like, and having like that space in high rocks where you come to these events and you do get to soak up those things. That's really the best narrative for the PFT is where you, you learn ways to do fitness. Mm. And I think like going forward, like, I'm still going to be going to as many as possible, but I think 100%. running PFTs with, with your friends, with the people that either are involved in high rocks or aren't, one, you get to point and laugh, which you really shouldn't when they're like, oh, this is really tough. And then they go, they come out of it and they go, oh my God, 20 minutes after it and I've got a real euphoric feeling. Mm. And you're like, yes, that's what we chase. We're chasing the fitness. Um, and chasing it's great. Yeah. The fitness high. 
Sorry. Right. You probably well, wrap it up now, Tom. Well, we were meant to wrap up five minutes ago, but um, I think we had a good segue because lunges are very important. So I think that we've covered plenty. I think we've given plenty for our listeners to go away and have a think about. And um, it would be great, actually, if you guys that are listening to us now go do a go do a PFT, try out some of the techniques that we've suggested and you know let us know how it goes. But also, if you have some good techniques... Please tell us because we're constantly looking to improve our own approaches. So um, I think without further ado, we got into the weeds of things, as Ben would say. Um, had a lovely chat with you boys, as always. Anything else to mention, Max? Just that you can find us and reach out to us on Instagram, on TikTok, and on our emails. Our, our Instagram handle is uh, rockzonepod. Um, we're actually messaging a lot of people on there at the moment. I've actually had some fantastic people reach out and say, we want to be on the podcast. So, Shut up. Yeah, so we're actually teeing that up at the moment. So no we're, way. Yeah, we're talking to some uh, some cool individuals, and we'll leave it at that. Um, so exactly. hopefully we'll have some some people we, should, we can learn from even more come on. Um, the other thing to say, which I'm not going to let this episode end without plugging, is that we have a discount code, which Max is going to fucking nail because I haven't learned it off by heart yet but it gets a, a fantastic 10% off um, worth noting that like we don't get a kickback from this we're just wanting to like push the ethos of Hyrox and make it as accessible for everyone so uh, knock yourself out are you ready? yeah Go it, it is Hyrox dash the rock zone dash 10 that's it it's pretty easy <laughs> <laughs> closing thoughts closing thoughts Closing thought for me would be. That I was going to say the closing thought. It was more we, of a. We, did, we didn't touch on the push-ups, but I think those are pretty easy, and we'll touch on them next time. But besides that, please enroll in your closing. Close thought. the thoughts. Yeah. Close the thoughts. Close that thought. Think of all the PFTs you do in your own gym as exam prep, and then when you do the actual PFT in the gym. That's the exam. This is shit. No. <laughs> We're definitely, definitely leaving that closing that's thought coming in. There. That's coming in. Lovely stuff, Max. Well, um, yeah. See you guys later. Yeah, I guess Yeah, we, we kind of wrapped it up. Yeah. It's come to a natural stopping point. Yeah. Let's go outside and enjoy the sun. Might go for a swim later today, but besides that... Rack zone out! Rack zone out! Oh.